welcome back to another episode of Detective Ridiculous, where we talk about the only thing more frightening than Warhammer, real life. Before we get started, if you like this episode and want to support us, check out our Patreon at Adeptus Ridiculous or Patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous, actually, where you can get bloopers if they happen, great HD posters, as well as access to the Discord where you can chat amongst your fellow groups and, and groupies. And uh, also, past that, do make sure that you check out the merch site at Orchid8.com, Adeptus Ridiculous Collection. You can find a link in the description, and it will give you all the merch you want to have. You were talking shirts, hoodies, posters, and other kinds of great paraphernalia. So yeah, check out the Patreon, check out the merch, all that cool stuff. DK, why are we going to be sad today? Well, I don't think we're actually going to be that sad today, actually. Uh, Today's episode is actually going to be kind of fun, kind of entertaining. You know, it's the last episode was kind of fun. It was. was, Are we talking Crocodile of Wall Street entertaining or? uh, Probably not that entertaining. Where are the the boots? (laughs) They're on my feet. Okay. And, And the silver? On my fingers. Gotcha, gotcha. Will you ever be a sheep? I'll, I'll always be a goat. Not a goddamn sheep. Not a goddamn sheep. No, sir. No, oh. sir. All right, now that that's out of the way, go ahead. Yeah, so a little amusing today. Uh, I'm I'm going to say the cursed words that Shy probably never wants to hear from us. I don't think this is going to be a super long episode. Uh, I, I, yeah, I've, I've, I, you know what? Hold on. It's <laughs> been sus. I okay, fair, you. fair enough. Fair I enough. I don't believe you one I, bit. I genuinely think a good portion of our episode today is more going to be uh, speculating and discussing the sort of what ifs because. This is kind of sort of a an unsolved, more unexplained event that we're going to be discussing today. Okay. So, so what we're going to be talking about today is the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. I um, am not familiar with this. Excellent. I, I, right. Where I'm, I do not know. I've never heard of this in my life. Glad to hear it. So this is an event that happened all the way back in August of 1955. Uh, and as you can probably guess from the name, this encounter happened in the Kelly and Hopkinsville communities in the Christian County of good old Kentucky. That is actually a really lovely photo. Yeah, look at that. That's some that's some nice retro looking postcard there. Yeah, right. But our story begins specifically in the Kelly County of Kentucky. Uh, kind of this sort of of middle-of-nowhere area, Uh, and the Suttons, uh, the Sutton family, lives in this rural area of Kelly, Kentucky. They've got this little farm, and they live in this unpainted house that is about as bare-bones as you can possibly uh, imagine. Like, this place doesn't have a telephone. There's no radio. Uh, Apparently, they have no books. And they don't even have running water. They have to draw water from a well outside. That's a haunted house if I've ever seen one. Jesus Christ. That 
is that the actual that that's is that is that, that, is that actually the house shy, that can't or? be that's got to be like one of those little uh meme picture shy posts where it's like oh this is about what you should expect you know oh okay. man is that like what's left over of the, that, oh, that is some some like blair witch <laughs> that is a haunted ass house right but this little rundown shack also only has like three rooms in it and the sutton family it consists of a widowed woman named glennie langford who is 50 years old uh her two sons their two wives her brother-in-law and their three or and three of her younger children from uh i think I don't know if it was from a previous marriage or uh, from the uh, marriage that she was widowed from, but whatever. She has three younger kids as well. So uh, in that little shack, there are like nine people crammed in there like sardines in a can. Nine people in this Nine people. Shack? There's nine people in there. Even better, though, there are actually two more people in this house during the events in August 1955. Uh, one of the older sons, his name was Elmer Lucky Sutton. Uh, he was 25 years old, and he had a friend named Billy Ray Taylor who was staying with the family. And of course, when Billy Ray Taylor went to stay with the Suttons, he brought his wife. So really, there are 11 people in this three-room shack. Okay, okay, so we're splitting it up into three people in one room and uh, and four people in two other rooms. Yeah, I guess. it's That just sounds way too cramped to me, but whatever. I don't like it. Yeah. Anyway, so Billy Ray, uh, Billy Ray and Lucky uh, are well. Actually, I think it's I think it's just Billy Ray Taylor is outside and he is drawing water from the well because again there is no running water in the house. And while he's outside, he sees something flying through the sky. He describes it as looking kind of like this silvery tub, almost football-shaped object just streaking through the sky with an exhaust that was all the colors of the rainbow following behind it. He claimed that it went streaking over the house, went past it, and then just abruptly stopped and, foop, just dropped to the ground. I... Wait, it was wait, I'm I'm sorry. It was a size of a football? Well, it was like kind of like an elongated oval kind of like a football, but it was kind of like the size of a tub, you know? Was is this big thing kind of football shaped, you know? With a with a rainbow color. Yeah, it the exhaust was the color of the rainbow. All the colors of the rainbow were in this thing's exhaust. Mm, okay. And then it just <laughs> drops out of the sky. As you can imagine, when Billy Ray told uh, the rest of the Suttons about this, they all kind of laughed at him. They thought he was crazy. Ain't no way some silver tub-looking thing trailed by rainbow exhaust just flew by, dropped out of the sky. Although I think at this time, uh, UFO sightings and science fiction are pretty common and popular. But still, they lived in like Bumble Nowhere, Kentucky, so... They thought this was a bunch of nonsense. So the Suttons and company go back to doing whatever it is 11 people do in this little shack. 
And about an hour later, the family's dog absolutely loses its mind and starts barking its brains out. So Billy Ray Taylor and good old Lucky head outside to see what has the dog all worked up. And what they see, they describe it as like a three and a half foot tall creature that had an oversized head, long arms that almost reached to the grounds, hands that had talons, and these big old eyes on the sides of it sides of its head that were glowing this eerie yellow color and it had like these big weird looking ears on it shy just posted a picture of uh what they described it as and it's a freaky looking thing right that's his, a- ha- his hands look like sporks <laughs> his hands do look like sporks don't he's they gonna, he's gonna get himself a nice meal <laughs> yeah. They also said that in the moonlight of the night, they could see that this creature's body looked like it was made of metallic silver. Like now, a Bri- spork. Yes, just like a spork. Now, Bricky, I have to ask you, if you were in this position, you go outside and you see this freaky looking thing just kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of coming at you a little bit. What, what's your first instinct? What do you do? Well, um, what what year is it again? 1955. 55, we're in Kentucky, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. August I, 21st, I think. Uh, all right, I pull out my, my two World Wars uh, veteran um, 1911 handgun, and I'd shoot it in the fucking face because I'm in Kentucky. You know, you're not that far off from, from what Lucky and Billy Ray actually did. Did they shoot it? Though they were absolutely horrified and really scared of this thing, of this humanoid creature, and it had its hands raised in the air, kind of, it almost looked like it was signaling like it meant no harm, uh, they grabbed a 20-gauge shotgun and a 22 rifle, and they opened fire on this freaky little thing. God bless America. God bless America. And so this silver creature apparently... Uh, did a backflip after being hit by the bullets, seemingly completely unaffected by the bullets, and then just scurried off into the darkness of the night, into the forest beyond. Were any of the other nine people in the house hearing all of this uh, gun shooty shoot? So even after all of that happened, when the men told the family about what they saw and what they shot at, Apparently, Glennie and the rest of the family still thought that Billy, Ray, and Lucky were just kind of goofing around. Just boys will be boys. They're outside messing around, shooting their guns. Oh, men. You know, that they weren't serious about opening fire on an alien, and they were just trying to, you know, get everybody riled up. It wasn't until one of these creepy little gremlin things showed up at the window for all of them to see that they finally took it serious. And of course, once this thing shows up at the window, the boys are like, oh, there it is. Ba-bam. And they start blasting again. Okay, like, I, I got to admit, I love that photo. It's so <laughs> like uh, old, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers horror. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just I really like it. It's cool. Anyway, continue. That's fair. That's fair. But again, even though the, I think they blow, obviously they blow out the window. Uh, the same thing happens. This thing is completely unaffected. It does a backflip and just back into the darkness. Uh, 
Uh, I think the family also reported that it sounded like when they hit this thing with gunfire, it, it sounded kind of like um, uh, kind of like you were hitting a, a metal can or something like that sort of ping sound, you know? So how, did the window survive? I don't think so. I don't God think so. Damn it. It, I, it was either the window got blown out or they were just literally shooting through like the window screen. Like there was a screen up and they were just kind of shooting through that. Uh, so now the whole Sutton family knows that this isn't just some cheeky little game that Billy Ray and Lucky are playing. There are some weird little silver creatures just chittering around outside. And after a while, on the other side of the house, one of these freaky little things shows up right outside the window again. And much like before, you know, they they shoot it, and again, nothing, just boom, ricochets right off. Uh, At some point, Glennie went into the hallway of her house and was kind of crouched down next to Billy Ray, because, you know, they're kind of just like, oh my god, what is going on? And Billy Ray's in the hallway kind of waiting for this thing with the, with the gun and everything. Uh, and apparently, she told reporters that while she was with uh, Billy Ray, uh, she saw one, and she reported that it looked like a five-gallon gasoline can with a head on top of it and small legs. It was shimmering bright metal like on my refrigerator. This is okay. Okay. So that that is Glenny's description of what these freaky little things look like. So at some point, Billy Ray decides he's gonna try heading outside. Uh, I don't know if things had quieted down, or maybe he wanted to try seeing if the little creeps had left. But when he did, and the Sutton family was behind him, they saw a silvery hand reach down like it was trying to, you know, grab him by the hair. So the family pulls Billy Ray back, and Lucky shoots the creature, because it's hanging off the overhang now, and then he shoots another creature that's, like, hiding in some nearby trees. Uh, Wait, a second creature? Yes, a second creature. There's Uh, two? There's more, although this was the only time the Sutton family ever reported seeing more than one of the creatures was when uh, Lucky shot the overhang and then shot another one that was apparently in the trees. This is the only time they mentioned seeing uh, more than one of them. So, needless to say, the Sutton family is terrified. And they're kind of just huddled inside waiting for something to happen or just waiting for these little creatures to finally leave. Uh, They would hear, like, scratching on the walls and they could hear, like, little feet pittering across the roof, right across the roof. And so they would wait until about 11 p.m. when things finally got silent and quiet and they were like, okay, we got to make a mad dash for the car. So So they run outside, they get into their cars, and they just... Speed off like the devil into Hopkinsville, Kentucky, Kelly Hopkinsville Encounter. And they wanted to get the police to come and help them figure out what the hell was going on. And when they told the police what had happened, and when the police heard this crazy story, of course they were concerned and they wanted to look into it. They didn't necessarily believe that there were aliens or anything okay. like that. But the I, police are being sarcastic at first. Like, of course they wanted to help. I'm like, bullshit. They probably <laughs> looked at them like in 
Trailer trash. We're confused. Well, the thing is, the reason the police were concerned wasn't necessarily because they believed that there were aliens about. They were like, listen, this family has just reported to us that for several hours tonight, they were in a gunfight with something. If it's if it's other people or if it's some kind of crazy animal or something like it, this needs our attention one way or another cuz Okay, that's more fair, yeah. Yeah. So um one source I listened to said that there were upwards of 16 police officers that would go with the Sutton family back to their house, four of which were actually like military police. I believe they were from the army. Uh, they were also joined by a reporter, uh, a photographer, and I guess there were just two civilians that happened to be hanging around, and they they heard this crazy commotion. They were like, you know what? We're going to follow them, see what's up. This sounds interesting. There's nothing else to do in Kentucky this time of year. Sure. And apparently some of the officers had also mentioned that they had seen a couple of meteors or shooting stars streaking through the sky while they were en route to the farm. Which, pretty interesting considering the silver tub with rainbow exhaust that Billy Ray saw earlier. So, a big investigation starts, and naturally, the family wants nothing to do with that house until the police search it top to bottom, make sure there are no creepy aliens in there or creepy whatever these things are, and just please make sure it's safe. And the police, they don't find much. They don't find anything in the house. They don't really find that much uh, outside, obviously, there are signs of gunfire because uh, the screens are blown out. I think Shai said there was literally a hole in the door. Um, there are casings uh, everywhere. Um, apparently, in the woods, however, they think that they see some patches of grass that are almost shining a little bit, uh, a little bit more than other patches of grass. Uh, but the problem is... It's only from certain angles that it looks like it's maybe shining more. So, like, I don't know. It might just be our eyes playing tricks on oh. us. Oh, my God. That fucking headline, Invasion of Tub Men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Tub Men. The it Tub just, Men coming. I, it's, just, it's just the idea of, like, they just couldn't – they have shiny men afterwards, but – the latest rumor in the flying saucer clouds concerns little men from distant planets traveling in a flying number two tub. Mm-hmm. What's the number one tub? Uh, maybe it's just a style of tub. It might be you a know? style of tub. Style that, of tub? Oh, man. Uh, the 50s. Yep. Oh, the what 50s. A time. Uh, one of the officers was also certain he saw a green light deep in the woods, and they couldn't figure out where the source was coming from. There are a couple explanations for the shiny grass and the uh, green lights deep in the woods, but we'll save that for a little later. But aside from that, there's no real evidence that there were any creatures there or still lurking about. Wasn't a whole lot else the police could do, so they kind of just left and figured they'd continue looking around tomorrow with the daylight. The Suttons seemed content that the creatures were gone, so everyone went back in the house and... I guess they tried to get some sleep. God knows I'd never get to sleep after that, but, you know, whatever. 
Uh, it should also be noted that when the investigating investigation started, at no point did the officers or officials or anybody make any real effort to protect or look out for any footprints at the scene. So if there were some really strange, unexplained, creepy-looking footprints in the ground, nobody would ever know it, and nobody would ever be able to identify them. So for how long have they been searching for these tub men? I mean, they spent... I mean, I'm not sure exactly how long the investigation was. Uh, When they got back to the house, it was probably like 11.30 at night. Uh, so I'd say they probably searched for like a couple of hours, maybe. And like, you know what? We we haven't found anything promising. There are no leads. Look, we'll come back tomorrow in the morning, do another little search, and then, you know, we'll see what we can find. All right. So the police leave, and the Suttons seem content enough. They're back in the house. But somewhere around 3 in the morning... Glenny spots the glowing eyes of the creature peeking through her bedside window with one of its freaky, taloned hands on the window. Spork. Spork! Spork hands. No Spork talent. hands! Spork, Spork hands. Spork hands! Glenny calls out to the rest of the family that the creature was back, and Lucky bolts in and again shoots that little creep with his gun. Goddamn absolute... I love this guy. I love, I love these guys. They're just they're packing. They know what's up. They're like, I gotta defend mama from these uh, critters, you know? Actually, I think the movie Critters was actually loosely based off this event. This this kind of with their, their freaky ass faces, it kind of does give me a bit of a critter vibe. Yeah, yeah. But again, no effect. The thing just jumps back and just goes and hides in the woods. You, this uh, uh, the U.S. government has officially tested bodyproof metal armor, and they're going <laughs> to use it against the CIA. Going to use it against some fucking hicks in the in the uh, our skirts of Kentucky. Of course, of course. And this would continue until about four in the morning. So, like for another hour or so, and, and then it seemed like the silver whatever these things are finally decided to stop tormenting the Sutton family. The police would come back later that morning, do another investigation in the daylight, but they found nothing. Apparently, they even climbed up on the roof to look for, uh, uh, see if anything was scuffed, anything was out of place, maybe there were some footprints in the dust, or just any sign that these little nasties had been there. Uh, Because remember, they vividly remember hearing the creature just across the roof. There's no footprints, nothing's out of place. Uh, All they could find evidence of was the obvious gunfire from the Suttons. The other thing they couldn't find any trace of was alcohol. Because I'm sure when you hear a story like this, your first instinct, especially in rural Kentucky, is that maybe they were just drunk out of their minds and imagined the whole damn thing. And That's, uh, yeah. my, My also, the other thought was like, well... No, no, they would shoot stuff while drunk. 
<laughs> and mind. while and while there were a bunch of people who assumed that this was just all a big drunken stupor after the men had hit like uh, uh, they'd hit a secret stash of moonshine a little too hard, uh, Glynnie claimed that alcohol was not permitted in her house. She wanted nothing to do with it, and Glynnie's reputation was she's she's honest. Uh, I believe she was a God-fearing, good Christian, and just very upright. So she had no reason to lie about hiding or indulging in alcohol every once in a while. So apparently there was no alcohol. Uh, Also, from all of the reports, the police never suspected any of them of being drunk. They showed visible signs of being really scared, but the officers they talked to it seemed like nobody questioned their sobriety. And if you've been hitting moonshine, uh, you can tell. Like, you can tell if someone's been hitting the sauce. Oh, yeah. Especially moonshine. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't seem like they were actually drunk. Uh, The other interesting thing is that with all the witnesses that were in the Sutton house, all of their stories matched up pretty much perfectly. They were all telling basically the same version of the night's events with maybe some minor differences on what they thought the creature looked like or how the nose was shaped or something like that. Um, I think there were maybe three of the witnesses that had actually left early that morning. I think I think it was the older sons and some of the older men had actually left to go hunting all day. So it's not like... All of them collaborated early that morning like, yo, we've got this great idea for a hoax and we're going to fool everybody because most of them weren't even there all day. So they all of them truly believed what they saw. Uh, So the chances that this thing was like a big scam, big hoax, probably pretty slim. Or, or at least, yeah, or at least not in in a um, this was not their intention. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were not tending to deceive. They they genuinely like they could obviously be mistaken, but they're genuinely even freaked out. Oh yes, yes, they all believed what happened that night. Well, I, I believe that. Yep, yep. But like with any story about aliens or the bizarre or the unknown, everything got out of control once the general public and reporters got wind of the story. So in this time period, the 1950s, science fiction, pretty popular. Bunch of movies based on aliens, flying saucers, UFOs, and invaders from space. Uh, It wasn't uncommon for movies or pop culture to call them little men or little green men. And despite the fact that all of the Suttons had reported that they what they had seen were like small silver goblin looking things local reporters were still like oh yeah this is a case of little green men little green men have invaded a kentucky farm little green men this little green men that the, despite the fact that they are in fact quite uh, silver yes despite mm. that The mistake was then picked up by national newspapers like legit. The New York Times reported on this. Radio programs were reporting on this. Oh, my God. All of this 
actually helped to popularize the term little green men for space aliens. Which is why we've got the little green Martian dudes now. It is one of the it is one of the big reasons why aliens are little green men now because of how widespread this thing actually got despite the fact that they're more little silver goblin looking things. This this oh wait so the entire reason we get like a Lamau aliens is all because the news in Kentucky fucked up and, and added a goddamn uh, green. Pretty much. I mean, like I said, there there had already been like movies and science fiction stuff that had said like little green men, but it wasn't as popularized. This is like one of those events that helped really like signal boost the term little green men. That's crazy. Yep, it sure is. Uh, the public also began to flock to their farmhouse. They were looking for any signs of the little green men that had shown up. Uh, despite the Suttons telling people, hey, don't don't just trespass on our property. Like, we just want to be left alone. We live a super simple life, and we just we just want to be left alone. But of course, public doesn't care. They're, 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 they're sleuthing, you know? They're looking for any crumb of evidence of these invaders, looking for any piece of, of alien memorabilia that they can find, even though the Suttons are telling them to shove off. And apparently it got so bad that the Suttons were like, well, fine, you want to be on my property so bad, pay me. And they literally started to charge admission for people to come onto their property and examine their farm and their house. God bless America uh, for the second time. Right? It was it was 50 cents to enter their property, a dollar to get information about that night from the family, and then like $10 to take pictures. That is I mean for the time that that that's that's solid. And these were like these these were like um what is it? Uh kind of very rural Kentucky people. So I'm assuming that they actually probably made a pretty penny. Actually, because they did this, the public oh. started to accuse them of staging this, staging this big hoax with the desire to make money off the publicity by charging admission to their farm. That makes sense. Yeah, so the public actually turned against them, which is, of course, the most American thing I've ever heard in my life because the whole reason they did it is because nobody would listen to them and nobody would leave them alone. They even got the police involved about the trespassing and people still showed up. They didn't want attention. They didn't really want any money. They just wanted people to go away and let them, you know, live their simple life. And instead, they were called liars and drunks, and their names were just run through the mud. In fairness, in fairness. In fairness. They did end up getting them off their property by doing so. I, yeah, uh, it would eventually get so bad, though, that the Suttons are just like, no, we're just going to up and move out of Kelly, Kentucky, and just, it's it's not worth it. We're, 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 we're just moving out. And after they moved out, the all the talk of the little green men suddenly started to fade away, and they'd kind of never be heard from again. Okay, that's not entirely true. Until... Because, because actually... 
uh, Kelly, Kentucky, uh, now has a festival celebrating this whole event. Oh, and do they? I'm assuming they get none of the money from this festival. Well, okay, so uh, apparently in 2010, Kelly, Kentucky needed to come up with some new ways to bring money into the community because Kelly is this again. It's kind of this small nowheresville place of like maybe 300 people. Uh, from what I from what I've read, they came up with two ideas uh, to help bring in more revenue to the community. They could either invest in trains or aliens, and they chose God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> they chose aliens because I, I assume aliens was the easier choice. An alien festival because you know investing in trains is expensive you gotta you gotta retrofit everything you gotta build new stations you gotta get new trains and all that stuff so you know what let's try a festival if the festival bombs i guess we can still try trains and of course instead of sticking with the actual reports by the suttons uh kelly started their own little green men days festival is it still going on today uh Yes, but it hasn't gone on the last couple of years because of COVID. Oh. Um, but it, it does still happen. It doesn't seem like it's really that big of a deal. It, it, there's some, like, photo ops, and there's, like, festival food, and, like, they have live music, but it doesn't really seem like that big of a deal. Um, but the whole thing just strikes me as so ironic because, like, the Suttons basically got run out of town for charging admission because people wouldn't stay off their property. And then in 2010, Kelly makes a festival to literally profit off of their experience that they ran them out of town for. This is, it's just, this just sounds like American capitalism. Yeah, like this finest. This is America. Uh, according according to one source, though, in 2017, they kind of hit the jackpot because I guess the festival happened during a solar eclipse, so it made it even more ooh, spoopy, and, and an estimated 21,000 people flooded into Kelly, uh, a town that's normally populated by 300 people. So uh, it's also worth noting that because of how much of this poor reporting uh, all the over-exaggerating and kind of just the straight-up lies that were spun about this event after it happened. It's kind of hard to really key in on specific details about this event if you're, like, trying to research it. Uh, there are so many additions that were spun to make it seem like a more interesting story, uh, to maybe make paper sell more, stuff like that. Like, I think there was a report that since Lucky and Billy apparently uh, once worked at carnivals... They brought a bunch of monkeys or animals home with them to make it seem like their family was attacked by the unknown. But really, it was just animals, and it's just a big hoax. Literally no evidence of that anywhere. Uh, but a lot of specific details, if you want like more crystal clear details, uh, there's a book called Close Encounters at Kelly and Others of 1955 by Isabel Davis and Ted Bloker. Uh, and they actually conducted, you know, a proper investigation. They interviewed the family. Believe it or not, they did proper research. Can you believe it? Proper I'm, I'm research? Shook. Absolutely shook. Absolutely shook. So, now that we know the basic story of the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter, what actually happened? Were the Suttons actually visited by little silver men? 
if it wasn't some out-of-this-world encounter, then what the hell were the Sutton shooting at? And what the hell were those green lights the officers said they saw in the forest that they couldn't identify? I feel like this is one of those things that isn't going to have an answer. It's going to well, be the, the, the Suttons are too far away. Oh, oh, is there an answer? There is a popular theory hmm. about what they could have seen that night. That's not the same. That is not the same. It's not an actual answer. It is just a theory, a game theory. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. But the most popular theory about what the Sutton saw that night is that they were actually uh, great horned owls. Isn't that the same thing with the Mothmen? It's pretty... Well, I don't think the moth. Wasn't that also an owl of some kind? I think it was. I, actually, I think you're right. That might have also been an owl of some or, kind. Or, sorry, assumed to have been an owl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Assumed to have been. It could have been an owl. But if you look at the two side by side, you can start to see some similarities with, like, just the general face shape, the sort of horned ears, and obviously the big yellow eyes. And... If it was true that there was a secret stash of hooch that was maybe overindulged in, it's really easy to see how you might think that this great horned owl was actually some sort of gremlin that was flittering through the trees from space and beyond. Yeah, but that owl has wings, not sporks. <laughs> that is true. It has wings, not sporks. Sporks? There's not a spork on that owl. Not a spork in sight. Uh, apparently, it's also very common for this type of owl to get very aggressive when defending its territory. So that could also explain why it kept hurling itself towards the house in an unrelenting fashion. Though, I must admit, is their aim that bad that they couldn't hit a fucking owl? Well, that's, 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 that's another thing, right? So as the naysayers would tell the story of this night, right, uh, the dog starts barking, losing its mind because perhaps it sees the owls. Maybe it even disturbs the owl's nest, which would really, really piss off a pair of great horned owls. Lucky and Billy Ray come out and see, you know, what the dog doing. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. And so they see this owl off in the distance with eyes glowing yellow off the moonlight. And owls can have sort of a whitish silver color to them. So I could see them maybe mistaking it for metallic. So this pissed off owl starts coming at them because it's defending its nest and its territory. And I think we've all seen a really aggressive bird that's like defending its... It, it kind of flaps up its wings to make itself look bigger and more intimidating. You know, so when they saw this thing raising its hands in the air, it could have just been this owl that was just making itself look as big as possible. And I'm back to the gunshots, because uh, I, I guess the theory just suggests that maybe the men missed all of their shots, even though they recounted specifically hearing that loud boom sound like they had hit a, a metal bucket or something. So, ooh, boy, that is a creepy, scary picture of that owl. I don't like that. I'm assuming they, did they not have, like, a trash can on, on site that they maybe accidentally hit when firing at the owl? 
I mean, I guess it's possible, but like when I imagine it, I imagine them kind of just shooting at these things and then the bullets going off into like the wood area. Because I imagine there's not, there actually probably isn't a ton of metal around. So I think it depends on what what's around their their shack. Yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, in the defense of the Suttons, I do kind of want to go back to something we mentioned in the Beast of Jevoudan episode. Uh, if you remember, there was that uh, thought that ah, these silly country bumpkins just don't know a wolf when they see one. They think this is some monster. Ah, it's just a wolf. When in reality, country bumpkins, you have such a way with words. Thanks. But in reality, those people living on the outskirts of the forest their entire life would know better than anybody what a wolf would look like if they saw one. They tend these farms their whole life. They know better than anyone if it was a wolf. And I'm thinking we can probably say the same thing for the Sutton family. Like they had lived on this little farm Basically, their whole lives. I mean, the kids, obviously, because, you know, that's where they were born. Uh, And, like, on the farm, they have animals that they tended to. They know the layout of the land. And you're telling me this family that's been there their entire life doesn't know what an owl looks like. And they're confusing an owl with an extraterrestrial now that now in in a in a side advocate, I will say <laughs> that the the Sutton family may not be the the greatest source of information in terms of the of knowledge as they are eleven people to three beds True. or three rooms. There's there's a little bit of a um you, you know your life's not going great. If, I suppose if you're I eleven suppose. to three. Maybe 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 there's something to that too. Leave it to leave it to the viewers to decide. Also, in case anyone was thinking, well, it was it was dark. Maybe they didn't get a good look at it. Whatever this thing was actually walked into the lights of the porch. So they apparently got a good look at this thing in the light, and they were convinced it was something they had never seen before. Also, side note, uh, apparently a bunch of people, reporters, civilians, whatever, uh, also referred to these things as being like gremlins. So oftentimes you'll also see people calling this event or these creature the Hopkinsville Goblins. Well, they certainly look a lot more like goblins now because they're green. (laughs) Yeah, they're little green men, right? Um, It's also worth noting that not far from the Sutton's house, there are some train tracks, which also led to just all manner of animals being suggested as possible culprits, because maybe a circus train lost them or something like that. Um, I even heard someone uh, theorize that maybe there were just some bored railroad workers that were just like, you know what, that crate's got some chimpanzees in it. Let's just let him loose and see what kind of what kind of fun we can make. That that was actually one of my thoughts was the way you mentioned its long arms and hanging. I kind of thought about a monkey. Mm-hmm. There um, have been people that suggested that. Like I said, uh, some people thought it was a hoax perpetuated by Billy Ray Taylor and Lucky because they had worked uh, in in carnivals. So you know, I, I hmm, it did it did scamper off. It did, yeah, it did fly it did, away. 
I think they when oh, when they oh, wait, shot no, the one in the, in the tree bathtub. when they shot the one in the tree they did see it kind of flittering through the trees kind of like it was maybe floating or flying like an owl maybe even well monkeys like jump through trees that is true they they can swing through those trees with with the greatest of ease that being said I've never seen a monkey create a bathtub plane so you know we are. <laughs> We're a little out on that one. The jury's out on that one. Maybe. But the bathtub could have just been a coincidentally timed um, meteor or shooting star. Because the police saw uh, meteors and shooting stars going through the skies they were heading to investigate. So that might be completely unrelated for all we know. I'm assuming this is is where it it ends. Because like... There's like these theories and stuff, but for the most part, the the little silver men that have become little green men is is remains a mystery. It it pretty much does, but uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, the green lights and the sort of illuminated patch of grass that they couldn't identify earlier. Illuminated uh, patch of grass. Yeah, well, like I said, they they saw what they thought was like, oh man, this 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 spot right here where you said you shot the thing looks a little brighter than all of the grass around it. But again, like, it was only from certain angles. So they weren't sure if that was just their eyes playing tricks on them, if there was a light that they just didn't see, because some angles, it doesn't look illuminated. Other angles, it looks like all the other grass. But there were some green lights uh, out in the trees as they were investigating that they couldn't they couldn't figure out what it was. They're just these weird green lights. And apparently the explanation for that is something known as foxfire. It's this uh, bioluminescent fungus that grows on decaying wood. And apparently the way it looks and the way it was reported by police completely fits with foxfire almost perfectly. Like, I never heard of foxfire before, but when you look at picture this pictures of this stuff, it does look like some creepy green alien bullshit. Oh, if you man. didn't know any better. It's the Last of Us sequel. It's coming to get us. Oh no, clickers. Oh no. Clickers. Uh some people also speculated that maybe what they had seen was a distant switch light from the nearby train tracks. Though I tend to think anyone living in this area would know what a railroad switch light would look like and wouldn't be so easily confused by it. Uh, But Foxfire definitely looks like some big-time alien BS if you didn't know any better. That that does look like some some shit you'd see on on the Pandora or some crap. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And all official reports by the government and by Project Blue Book, which is apparently the code name for an Air Force study of all unidentified flying objects that I never knew existed. Um, all of them just list this event as being a hoax. Open and shut case with nothing else to add. I'm not sure Project Blue Book ever investigated. Um, the military police that showed up uh, to investigate were from the Army, and they weren't from the Air Force. Though... I have to imagine that once they read the reports, they were like, well, there's literally no evidence. Like, what are we supposed to look at? There's nothing here. Like, there's there's no sign of the ship. There's no sign of the aliens. What do you want us to do? I, I can't help you. This is this is going to this is a hoax as far as we can tell. Open and shut case. 
But and, by the way, we're also going to make an entire festival to make money off of it. Of course, of course, of course. And uh, Briggy, you're you're not really a Pokemon fan, right? Not really. No, that's okay. I know there've got to be a bunch of our listeners who are uh, the aliens in this story would actually inspire the design for a Pokemon named Sableye, which I think is just oh. a neat. I just think that's a neat little tidbit because I'm a big Pokemon dork. Doesn't quite have the spork hands, but you know that's pretty good. That, yeah. that does it definitely does look like what I what the the prior drawings look like. Yeah, just inspired by. They didn't try to make an exact copy, but it was the inspiration for Sableye. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's and cute. Sh- Shy says what gives a lot of credibility to the story to many people is that the Suttons tried to get the cops to help, never profited from this event, never wanted to talk about it, and only got grief for it. Yes, that is true. They, yeah, no, that, yeah. that's uh, no. Of course, the uh, the the question is is the um, not yeah, not that it's a hoax. I don't. I don't think that there's. I don't actually believe it's a hoax at all. I think they're being totally genuine. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Because they also shot up their home. <laughs> they <laughs> um, they did. They shot up their home, and yep. And uh, honestly, that alone is a, is a pretty good, you know, uh, reason to for you know genuine acts. But obviously, they're not. Uh, I, I don't. I don't personally think they they saw funky alien things, but I do believe they think they saw funky alien things. Uh, you know, that's kind of my take on it, too, is that, like, they believe what they saw. They just didn't know what they saw. And the best thing they could come up with was aliens. They weren't trying to pull anyone's leg. They weren't trying to pull a hoax or something. They just genuinely believed that these were aliens because they didn't know what else the hell it was. So, yeah, probably no ill will intended, no hoax, but... They just didn't know what the hell they saw. Yeah, no, it, it's one hundred percent. Hey, I believe that what you, um, I believe that you're being genuine, but I, yeah. I, I don't think it's a little little green goblin man. The owl actually does sound pretty on on point. It does. It does. Um, I, I kind of like the owl, or the though with the long arms, the chip really does. Can it, can you can you I, like? I, I, when I think to, when I think about all those kinds of things. I think about like what I could do to fuck with people all the time. Like, okay, so I was at the airport <laughs> yesterday, right? Uh-huh. And I was coming home, and I, I wanted—I didn't do much that whole day, so I was trying to get some steps in, trying to trying to walk around a bit more. To and I was a little early for my flight, so sure, it was a really long Portland airport, and so I just did, did, did like the circles around uh, some of the um, the things, and I was able to get like four or five laps in before I was done, mm-hmm. and I just. I'm just imagining someone sitting down and looking over and seeing me walk by. And then like I, I walk by the exact same way again, 10 minutes later and then, <laughs> and then again, and then there's like, what the hell is going on? What's going on here? So if some, some dudes were like, you know what? Send in the chimps <laughs> Send in the chimps thing is though, when have you ever heard of like chimps being kind of silent? Cause I don't think these things made a lot of noise. Same with the well, I guess same with the owls. Owls would probably make a bunch of noise if they were like threatened and rah, rah, you know That's that kind of. But they would, I they think these things, yeah, well, they would indeed have a hoot, a hoot and a holler. Um, so I, I don't know. I, maybe it was, maybe it was little green men that were silver. But that's that's the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. 
that's kind of a cute origin story for the little Martian men that we know. For the in, little today. green men. Yep. Yep. yep is that yep. is that the reason why you chose that one? Kind of like uh, let's talk about the origin of the of the the little green Martians. I gotta be honest with you, I'm not sure why Shy chose it. But it seemed interesting to me, and I was like, yeah, sure, let's do this. Sounds good. Go for so, it. Hell yeah, fun. brother. Hell yeah. It's a lot more uh it's a lot more amusing and fun than Let's dress up a corpse to screw with Nazis and, you know, Chandler Halderson. I, I mean, the dressing up the corpse to screw with Nazis was pretty fun. It was, but it's still World War II, so it's still just rife with death and suffering, just it inherently. Is, is true. That is true. And this one is just kind of, it's, it's kind of fun, you know, it's kind of fun. I cannot believe the A. Lamau alien was based on, on a silver <laughs> spork monster. Yep, the little 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 green men were actually little silver spork hand guys. Mm-hmm. It's it's, uh, it's pretty funny. Oh oh oh! What 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 is Shy said? I was on a dog walk yesterday, almost at midnight, on the edge of the woods, and I noticed a figure following me, and I was like, "Huh?" And then the fucking figure walks off the road and walks towards me, and I try to get the f out, and figure keeps changing directions to catch up with me, and eventually it comes close, and it's my effing brother in a hoodie. I was about to start. <laughs> Stabbing. I mean, I, well, did he not? Did he not like call out? Apparently you know? not. You know, hey, you 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 get you get too comfortable around your family. You know, it's like oh, they'll know it's me. They'll know I'm coming. You know, I've yeah, I've always loved to to stalk my parents in in, in the, the late night. <laughs> that that tends to be my favorite pastime. Oh yeah, what what what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? A stabbing, apparently. Or yeah. maybe I'll get I'll get riddled with bullets by <laughs> by a family of uh, of Kentucky people living in a shack. Damn, I was almost in the newspapers. Local woman shanks brother because startled. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, that was a fun one, DK. Yeah, take yeah. I thought that was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, pretty, a- pretty good. Oh, and you got a shy. Can you end the episode with the A Lamau alien noise? The the A Lamau alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shy. End the episode with the A Lamau. 